Well, hey, episode 12. Episode 12. We got more MotoGP action this week, and we'll have more next week as they're in Europe. And then I was looking today. I didn't realize they just don't race in July at all. Nope, summer break. But India is still on the calendar. Yeah, well, it ain't happening. You don't think so? What do you know that I don't know? I, that track's not done yet either. Yeah, we'll see. It's on the calendar. Well, well, let's get into episode 12 after we roll that beautiful intro footage. Yesterday at one point, I was in six. back we're back we're live we're live i'm not gonna not gonna not say we're live we're the best part is the word we're actually not live well i'm live well we're like we're live right now you and i but we're not live whenever this is being listened to right because um we're filming this on father's day happy father's day hey same to you thank you speaking of father's day for all the dads out there, I had a question. Have you ever worn flip-flops while working in your garage or shop or whatever it might be? Well, if you're asking me, yeah, mm-hmm. I very seldom even wore shorts, much less flip-flops in the shop. <laughs> all right. Well, you are from Utah. This it's be not part about of that. that. It's not What's about, it about? That? I had a dad that would call, speaking of Father's Day, I had a dad that would call me derogatory terms if i showed up to work in shorts and flip-flops <laughs> you know can't do yeah. this or that without you know yeah. fill in the blanks so i grew up afraid to wear shorts that's fair well and also i'd say now you're doing a lot more uh heated work out there heated and yeah heated like like mad heated throwing wrenches at the wall heated or uh well i don't know you tell me apparently there's something i don't know you mean <laughs> Well, there's the multiple versions of heated. Like, no, do you mean I have a heater like, in my shop? Yeah, well, that's not what I was getting at. Or are we taking this back to the fifties where I just metal work, metal work, man. All right, welding, grinding, throwing flames. I don't know everything Sometimes like that. Sometimes I'm packing a heater when I'm working. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that kind of heated. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway, we already kind of talked about that, but it just it cracks me up. The analogy I was actually going to make is, right, I like to live life on the edge. If you ride a motorcycle, there has to be a part of you that likes to live life on the edge. And wearing flip-flops while working on vehicles is my definition of living life on the edge, right? Just makes you that much more attentive to what you're doing. Let me tell you. Man, you better better calm down. That's pretty out there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to turn everything into a good circumstance, you know? You mean as as opposed to the guy with the – the guy that mows his lawn with the – Safety glasses, earplugs, and coveralls? Yeah. See, do, do you mow your lawn with flip-flops? No, I have Why? before. Yeah. So I'll I'll mow with flip-flops. I will not, like, weedy, edge, trim, whatever you want to call it. I don't do that in flip-flops. But what would neither of us do with flip-flops? Ride a motorcycle. Thank you. Yeah. No flip-flops on the motorcycles, guys. Yeah. Well, realistically, I saw this video, actually, a couple of days ago. Where there was a video of a, a motorcycle going down, and it was like the importance of good gear, which I'm all about good gear. But uh, what shoes do you usually wear when you're riding out on the street? I have a pair of high top riding shoes. Prior to those, let's say like 10 years ago. Oh, uh, <laughs> I can most commonly be found with a set of low top cons. All right. 
So that's why this struck my struck my brain because I remembered that and I was like, ooh, because that's exactly what this guy in the video was wearing. And uh, they actually like busted apart like this, and then his toes got ground off about four inches. I was like, yep, that's what will happen. That's why you don't wear flip flops. But anyway, yeah, well, I, I told you what happened to a you know a friend acquaintance of mine last year wearing full gear, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was a I don't think it. Might have, it might have. So, since we went off on a safety tangent, let's stick there for a minute. <laughs> okay. So, so there's an age-old argument about you know wearing a helmet. If you're wearing a helmet, it cuts down the view. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the arguments against the helmet is that you can't see peripheral vision is restricted, things like that. Additionally, you can't hear as good. Which coincidentally, mm. if you ride without a helmet on a Harley for a long time, you get what's called motorcycle ear mm-hmm. which just means your ears don't work anymore yep yep just saying which is actually more from the wind than from loud exhaust yeah absolutely of, it's absolutely from the wind but yep. but there i mean if if you've never rode a motorcycle before and circumstances were just what it is and the same guy went out with a helmet without a helmet you can hear more that's going on around you potentially without a helmet it makes sense one of the arguments that used to always get posted is you know the weight of the helmet as you're flying through the air and rolling in the bar pit down the road, banging off of cars. If you don't come in direct contact, you know, something hits you in the head. It's actually worse to have a helmet because the weight of it throws your neck neck around. And I believe most of that's been misproven. Yeah. Uh, It's just something they used to say, but you can make that argument with anything. Circumstances are so crazy, right? You never, you never know what's going to happen. Around here in farming country, you might run into a tractor that's got some ton bell forks or something. And <laughs> for those yeah, that don't finish know, the rest of that in your head, <laughs> yeah, that's just a big metal spike. Yeah. And uh, you know, if something like that happens, there's no gear going to save you. That's just that, right? Yeah, there's man, that reminds a million me circumstances. But like I said, I, I, I know a, I know a gentleman who hit a car uh, that pulled out in front of him. He mm-hmm. T-boned the car, but they pulled out in front of him. Basically, flew over the by, over the car, wearing great gear, showy helmet, you know, good gear, top to bottom. Yep. And his his foot stayed in that good gear. Foot stayed in the boot. If he would have been in cons, it might that might not have happened. So, should you make an argument to always wear cons on your motorcycle? No, that's not what I'm saying. But circumstances are crazy. They can't plan for it. You can't you can't prepare for everything. No, and I think, uh, yeah, I think that's the key in my head anyway, is that if you are getting on a motorcycle, you are taking a risk, period. You say the same thing about driving a car, whatever. Uh, motorcycles are inherently more dangerous, just based off the the fact that you're a lot more open to the atmosphere. You don't have a, a metal box around you, right? So right. knowing that, that's why I really try, I don't know, I try not to get in arguments with people over what gear they should or shouldn't wear. But yeah, absolutely, if you want to... If your only goal is to ride a motorcycle and live through it, then get every single piece of gear you can, wear an air vest everywhere and and call it good. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to make fun of you for that. If you are wearing the sandals, flip-flops, tank top, and backwards hat, I might I might give you some crap because that's a little on the on the far end, I think. But at two or at a hundred miles an hour, bare skin and jeans don't really have much difference. So I'd still rather have the jeans on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying like you you look at it from a it save you I think ten feet before you're so I, I don't I don't think it, that much but 
Well, yeah, anyway, right? Completely circumstantial. Wear what you want. That's all well, I'm going to say. This safety segment was brought to you by, I don't know who. Working Class Customs. Working Class Customs. <laughs> so, And JK, so, you can wear one of our shirts under whatever gear you want. That shirt, not this one. <laughs> Mine's still in the mail. So I had another thing I wanted to run by you since we're out in the weeds. Okay. Did you see we had a, I, I won't mention the gentleman's name. Because mm. we had a runner. I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, actually, when I was in Germany. I was getting some grief. I got a couple of texts from people asking if it was me. We had a runner. We had a S S1000 double okay. R. Oh, the guy on, on the news? Yeah. The helicopter and everything? Ran from the cops. I mean, that sort of thing happens daily in L.A., but apparently it's big news in Utah. It is. I mean... <laughs> what else happens? People get skewered on bailing spikes. It was it was funny. So BMW S one thousand. I think in the last last podcast you you know you were talking a little bit about first gear is jail time, second gear is prison at the red line. Yeah, we we both know what the bikes are capable of, right? Mm-hmm. So they had a runner mm-hmm. didn't stop for a cop and okay. took off. Right. So he was chased by a helicopter. Uh, they had film of him for i mean like 60 miles the guy was run from the cops eventually got away right the investigative teams were asking for help you know to identify this guy and they have a picture of him that they keep showing and he's got he had full leathers on Mm -hmm. on the street full leathers which ties into what we're talking about a little bit Mm -hmm. got no problem with that but this guy uh they lost him headed for Tooele. that's where our track is yeah fyi so yeah, but U- he had U- a UMC is in Tooele, Utah. <laughs> so they the picture they showed of him though was you know it's a black and white racing leathers, mm-hmm. uh, typical S one thousand, but he's got like a leg bag on. Okay, the the you yeah. know the ones. Yeah, I know the ones. Yeah, so it, he's got one of those on. Might make fun of you for wearing one of those. Go for it. So. <laughs> So the, uh, he has one of those on, he's got a black helmet, whatever. And I was thinking, I didn't know the guy like looking at him. I don't recognize the, the get up or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking there's 150 people at the track that know absolutely who that guy is. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. But I was reading some comments as the week went on. Cause it took them almost two weeks to figure out who this guy was. Did they, they got away? Him? Huh? Did they end up like finding him or anything? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. So he's been charged with reckless driving, failure to stop, failure to stop for a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said more charges may be coming, but they keep showing on the news, the, the footage from the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And and they say he's weaving into oncoming traffic. Okay. I, I, I wish I would have thought enough to get, have you have this footage pulled up or something, but he's on a Canyon road. His, the top speed they clocked him at was 138. If you're on an S1000 and you're actually trying to get away from the police, mm-hmm. how long does it take you to hit 138 miles an hour? Four and a half. Well, six seconds, maybe. Pretty much under, under 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, and if you're already doing. Yeah. If you're 60 and you stab it. If you're getting buzzed, you've got to be doing over the speed limit. Right. So, yeah, probably at least 60. So like so, three seconds and you're you're done. I was just reading all the comments and they were like, uh, most of the, the consensus for a lot of the comments, not all, but a lot of the comments were the guy got away. Leave him alone. Why are you still looking for him? He won. You lost. <laughs> <laughs> but watching the video, I watched the video a couple of times and, you know, he's on these canyon roads mm-hmm. and some of it's just on like freeways. So if he was trying to run, I mean, 
I could see him. He should be at 180, you know, trying to get away from the helicopter or whatever. Not yeah. Yeah, you're 38. But not that I've ever run from the cops, but in my head, right? Theoretically, you're on the freeway, you pin it until you can't really see him in the rear view anymore, and then you take an exit and then you hop on the other side and go the other way. Yeah, and that part was not a message from our sponsor, but yeah. <laughs> That's just purely theoretical. I don't condone running from the police. They're actually usually a lot nicer if you just I heard you get into a neighborhood, you find the first garage door that's open, you pull in and you say hi to the family and then explain that you, sorry, you thought there was somebody else. Yeah, well. Can I, can I stay for tea and crumpets? So this guy, he's, <laughs> this yeah. guy is, he's quote unquote running away. I think he was just having a spirited drive in the canyon. I don't, I'm not convinced he knew there was a helicopter there, but I'm going to, I'm going to pay attention to the, the court battle right. that ensues because yeah i'll uh I'll, I'll dig around and find find a video i'll link it in the description so you guys can watch and let us know your your opinion on it and then yeah like, please uh, let us know your opinion because my yeah. opinion is and and you share yours as well but my opinion at this point is he was having a spirited ride in the canyon i know when i'm personal story harley nightster leaving work about three miles from home decided to way. yeah decided to Give her the onion. I was ready to be home. So I, I gave her the onion. I brought her up to about 110, 120, you know, and yeah, I mean, it takes a while, but, <laughs> but, but I'm, bah, you know, I got her up there yeah. and, uh, I have AirPods in no helmet cause it's a Harley, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I go to turn a corner and there's a cop right on me with his lights going, but it's a long straightaway. There's no way on or off the road for like three miles. So therefore he had to see me from the beginning. Yeah. He had to follow me the entire time, but I hadn't looked in the mirror and noticed he was back there. And so he pulled me over and he seen the AirPods or whatever in my ear. And he's like, is your bike loud? I, I said, yeah. And he goes, because huh? I've been back there for a while. And the, the guy let me off. But yeah. my point being, sometimes on a motorcycle, depending if you're a bar-end mirror guy or a wide-shouldered, can't-see-past-my-mirrors guy, sometimes you don't always see what's behind you. Yeah. And the cops just stuck on you. How do you know? Yeah. That guy, That guy. it wouldn't surprise me at all if he'd never seen the cop buzz him, as you call it. If oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and even if you do, like, discerning, d depending on the time of day, discerning between lights and red and blue or you know where i'm from out here south carolina right now it's it's just blue they're not red and blue it's just blue even if you have stock mirrors that are you know some are good some are definitely not good they're like this big <laughs> right like you right. can't see anything in those i get it so i feel like and like you said link that please yep. comment on it i'm curious to see what people think but my opinion is he probably never seen the cop and the cops even admitted that they didn't give chase. So it wasn't like there was a cop car necessarily chasing him for miles and miles. At some point, be. at least he got on this Canyon road mm -hmm. and they chose not to chase him because hmm. they, but if you watch from the helicopter view, in my opinion, from the helicopter view, he's still screaming along, but I think that was his plan. Whether there was a cop, a helicopter or not, that's just what he was out there to do. Yeah. And a, Apparently there was no license plate on the bike, which uh, I don't know if they meant during the chase or after they, because they've caught him and the bike. Were there lights on? It was daytime. 
Well, maybe it was just a track bike, and he was just headed to his track day, and he was late. Maybe. His, like maybe his maybe his trailer caught a flat, and he was headed to a track day on his and, track. And if bike. that's the case, then that nice police officer should have turned them cherries on and given him a police escort, yeah. an escort. Yeah, because track time's important. It is. Get Doesn't to come track. around every weekend. Speaking of getting to the track, go to track day circus. Come to the track day circus. Put on your clown shoes. Put on your flip floppers and come on yeah. down. To... Put on your so, flip flops, but don't make sure you also bring boots because they won't let you ride in flip flops. I don't think. Yeah, I'm but you can wear flip flops if you're just watching. Yeah, and we got to point out that you should come watch. So if you go to trackdaycircus.com, they have a website. Mm-hmm. They're listing all the events, and I know mm-hmm. sometimes weather permitting but they are listening to bike show on saturday night so bring your bike down you know you don't want to race on the track but you got one of them sexy harley davidson's bring it down and there's the harleys can come to the track <laughs> oh absolutely so I just, knew, I just knew you'd see that face and get upset <laughs> so you, you can bring those out like i said for the for the bike show but they're also having roll drags the roll drags are car versus car bike versus bike bike versus car any combination bike versus car all right so listen up tell your friends or if it's you listen to that for a second you have a buddy who always says that his car is faster this is your chance to prove once and for all that in fact it's not <laughs> so this invite him out yeah, invite him out or if, if it's two of your buddies or whatever you know Go let them know. Come out to the circus. It'll be a great time. We're going to throw the 22 in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it might only be in the trailer for just that reason. I've, I've got that, buddy. Yeah. I, I got to go check my insurance policy because he does drive a Mustang. <laughs> so things could happen. Yeah. But I see well, what he got. I'm kind of, man, I'm I'm extremely excited for that whole, we, we got more than just track day circus planned. I'll be out there for about a week, week and a half. Uh, track day circus, and then we're going to go. Carve up some Utah roads, I think. Um, Absolutely. Take the old brick out, maybe. Of course. But I am a little sad that uh, that the Aprilia will not be making her debut out there. I told you to FedEx it over here. Yeah. if You know, if FedEx had an option, there was like a quick, like, oh, yeah, just, just UPS your bike with two-day shipping, I would freaking do it. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know what it would cost, and I don't know if I care. I would do it. That'd be sweet. Someone That's get on that. Whichever of you has a shipping company, whatever, no more of this, like, I have to search high and low to get the best deal for motorcycle shipping. No, I want FedEx to offer motorcycle shipping or UPS or whatever. There's plenty well, of in the back of the truck. Have you ever seen those things? Yes. There's, but, like, nothing actually in there. So, truck freight is going to be at least out here, and this ain't going to win us any sponsors, but I will not ship my bike on Old Dominion. I don't even know what that is. That's usually what you have to, what I, in my in my job that's where you have to ship bigger stuff i mean they could they could absolutely mm. ship a motorcycle truck freight mm-hmm. okay it, they never get there on time they're mm-hmm. it's always you get the last thing in the truck it seems when they're delivering to your house mm-hmm. if, if you have like a home delivery it, it's the last thing in the truck and it's not strapped to the floor so it has seen the front of the trailer the rear of the trailer the sides of the trailer and Hang it on. may or may not be sleeping on its top i've ordered multiple big items to the house and they've all arrived that way uh-huh so let's not do that. Okay. You'll be you'll be putting fairings together and making another video. <laughs> uh, sounds good. I gotta pull up a picture real quick because that reminded me. Do you remember that Aprilia that was for sale? Quote unquote shipped very safely. Oh, oh man. Did you save that picture? Yeah, I've got it. I <laughs> I was about to delete it and then I was like, 
I can't uh, delete that. I gotta have that. I knew it would come up at some point. I think this is a great time. All right. Can I give the context? Yep. Yeah. Light it so, up. So the picture he's about to show. Sorry. Sorry, those of you that aren't watching. The picture he's show is a real ad mm-hmm. for a motorcycle. I won't even mention what state or what classified it was on, but it was a real ad. And this picture was to, it's a new bike that was purchased and it's not very old. It only had like 200 miles on it or something. 300. Yep. 300. But the, the gentleman selling it was trying to show the care that had been taken in shipping it to his house. And so that you can trust him. Yeah. You, are we ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. All right. So I have this right here because here he is. As you can see, transferred to ball with love and care. Engine having a break in. Never passed 5,000 RPM. It's a 2023, right? Just talking amazing about the bike. And he has a picture of the bike, right? 2023 RSV4. Sweet. Here we go. Are we ready? I'm ready. All right. This is how. Oh, man. Can you zoom in on that? Yeah. Let me get it a little. uh... Oh, oh, come back. (laughs) A little zoomed in here. This is how it was transported safely. Now, let me, I'm, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six. Well, and I guess those are looped, but at least three on each side, maybe even four. No, because there's, there's ratchets on all sides. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, there is so much going on. I don't actually know what's going on, but take a quick look. What is that? That's a kickstand. That's a jiffy stand if you're a Harley guy. Oh, my goodness. Harley guy. Harley guy. Harley guy. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, that's a kickstand. The bike is at an angle, clearly in the back of a U-Haul truck, strapped to... Well, and have you... How much experience do you have with U-Haul trucks? Well, you know some of my experience with U-Haul trucks and some of my my soon-to-have-more, apparently. But (laughs) these little wooden panels will not hold a bike up. They're like... What if it's held in six places? Then maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why I did it. But I will point out, so strapping your bike off the kickstand, I've done that before, right? Put up in the truck, kickstand down, get to one side, get it leaning to that side just far enough that it's about to fall over, but it doesn't quite, right? And then you strap the other side and you're good to go. But then you're always supposed to put the kickstand back up. I don't know if you're supposed to, but I mean, I've been known to leave a kickstand down just in case something falls. So that's specifically why you're supposed to, though. Because you don't want it to fall that way? Because if the bike falls and your kickstand's down and it takes enough impact, your kickstand will slam up into the bottom of your engine. I've been, I've seen that and been told that a few times, and I didn't really believe it, but I, I sat there thinking about it and going through the math in my head of like big bump, bike falls, but not even bike falls, just big bump and bike takes enough of a squat that the kickstand gets slammed up into the bottom. I think it's possible. Well, you could definitely jar hard enough to bust the ear off the case that holds the kickstand or yeah, yeah. which could be catastrophic. Or I know some of the, I'm guilty of this. I know some of the wheel chocks sometimes when I park a bike in, mm-hmm. I'll stick it in and kick it to one side just a little bit, put the kickstand down just in case it decides to slip the front come wheel off. Of, you know? Come out of the wheel chock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of like, so that another, another one of that those picture things. you just showed. It just, it just reminds me. I, I always enjoy like looking through the classifieds and there'll be, let's say a dirt bike. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, you know, there's two types of people. One ad that has this beautiful polished bike sitting in a garage. And the guy says he's never drove it. 
and you have to go, why did you buy it? Of course you drove it. You know, you're lying to me. A two stroke. That's like new cylinder, never been fired. Then why'd you rebuild it? Everybody with a two stroke didn't just barely rebuild it to sell it. Yeah. But no, they did. (laughs) (laughs) But the other side of that spectrum is there'd be some Yahoo. That's like hitting the biggest triple you've ever seen. Like that's just, the picture he posts. That's yeah. the picture he posts. Look how cool I am. And I'm like, I don't want your bike, dude. I mean, yeah, kudos. You're awesome. But I don't want a bike that's been through that. I want the grandpa's yeah. bike that's never. Or like, I mean, this isn't motorcycle, but very similar. Like the Jeep ads where you get a Jeep that's like caked in mud. The next picture, it's flexed like way beyond. The next <laughs> picture, it's in the shop being worked on. Clearly broken. You're like, no, thank you. I want. Yeah, I'm good. I, I want the one my mom bought that goes to walmart and home and then i'll take it and flex it yeah i just uh i mean i already talked to i sent you that picture i think i just yeah (laughs) it's like meticulous care and then 40 (laughs) straps i'm like i mean i guess i'm sure it made it in amazing condition but i just well yeah there's a whole other thing we're gonna talk some moto gp today or what no i thought that might be why we're beating around the bush well, we already talked about today. We talked about it last week. What does this mean? Five. What does five have in common with MotoGP? That's how many Ducatis finish. Nope. That's the amount of times old golden underwear put it in the dirt. Uh, Yeah. He ain't the only one, though. I mean, I agree with that. Yes, he is the only one. For five times, but... No. Well, listen. The, the person... I'm going to just start it with this. We're going to bag on your guy for a minute. All right. Go for it. It's the bike, it's the whatever, whatever. Here's what I'm saying. The person I was watching the race with today mm-hmm. said, yeah, without Mark here, it's pretty straightforward. There's only been one little wreck. Like without Mark and <laughs> nobody's crashing. There were no crashes today. There yeah. was one. There was a slide off or whatever. Uh, yeah. Brad. Brad. Brad Bender. Which talk about that. Did you see that? No. I, well, I saw it, but I didn't like catch that. I was actually off doing something else. Literally so, at that moment. Yeah, you should, you should go back and watch that. I don't think the announcer's got it right i'm trying to remember what they were why they were saying he crashed but if you watch the replay he almost runs over like his own leg his leg gets caught hmm. his leg kind of gets caught off the peg and you see his leg like jerking over there yeah. and then it looked just like a guy in a canyon that doesn't commit to a corner i mean if yep. you didn't see okay. the leg it just looked like the guy that's like i don't know if i can make it i don't know and tries to go straight at the last second well man so i was about to while i was watching it in the first little bit i was like man, are we going to have to talk about Brad Bender? Because, you know, I don't have an issue with him. I think he's actually starting to show he's got a little bit of talent, but I would have never expected us to be talking about Brad Bender. I want to talk about something real quick right there because I haven't stopped you in the past, but Mm -hmm. I know there's some people listening to this that every time you talk about Brad, Uh you always say he's starting to show he's... Yeah. You're always saying that there's people mm-hmm. out there probably screaming saying Brad Bender's been the bomb since he's seen a motorcycle. That guy, like there's people saying that. And there's a reason KTM gave him that four year contract we were talking about. There mm-hmm. has always been, he just don't qualify. So you haven't been paying attention to him because mm-hmm. he's, I, I, I mean, last year or even the year before he's, he's always been there. He's passed. He passes more people than anybody on the track. It's just, he's usually starting from 16th and then he finishes ninth. Yeah. This year, okay. I'll give, I'll give you that. So this year this they've year got a ride height device or something. <laughs> Launch control actually works so he can make it from 15th to ninth in the first lap. And then, so I'm just, I'm just saying you please continue, but so my, you can, you can still have your opinion exactly how you have it. I just want, People that are listening to know that my opinion is not exactly yours. The guy's yeah. been a he's he's been a track weapon for years now. 
All right. All right. I'll, uh, and I think a lot what? of people at home feel the same. So I'll go back and watch every Brad Bender race there is. <laughs> and we'll, I'll give you the stats. His brother. This year, this year, I don't know if he can keep it out of the dirt, though. Well, that's two. Two out yeah. of seven. I don't know. No, he, he's looking good. I mean, I've been impressed. I've been happy. I've been like, all right, good. However, every time I see it, uh, and I'm looking at it right now, I'm looking at MotoGP screen over here. Every time I see a KTM from the front, I'm like, why does it look like a Ducati? They're mm-hmm. so similar that I'm just like, hmm, I don't know. But, you know, if they're winning, then why not copy them? So for those that don't know, now you know, our episode last week ended up being titled the Ducati Cup. Yep. Should have saved that title for one more week. Well, I think that's why I said we already talked about this week last week. because yeah. This week was worse than last week, though. It was. Yeah. It's the man, the myth, and the legend, Jack Thriller Miller. Oh, there it is. If he was not, no timers this week. <laughs> if they annoyed me so that's why i got mark and jack alloway already so mm. if uh let's say jack would have done his normal thing and pushed too hard and ran her into the gravel mm-hmm. how many Top. ducatis are there in moto gp eight that is who would have been first through eighth yeah well dg yeah Mm-mm. they were all up there if jack wouldn't have been there that would have been top eight no. ducati oh uh, oh sorry sorry we get a results. I'm looking at the world championship. Why don't you trust me? I do, but I got to check it. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. they keep bragging about. So last week was the first time in history that three Ducatis had filled the podium. Mm-hmm. First time in history. And this week they were going, you know, it took all them years to get there, to get three Ducatis on the podium at the same time. And now this year they're going to back it up and do it again. And I'm looking at the thing going, if Jack, doesn't watch his P's and Q's, all Ducatis are going to be one through eight. They only have eight bikes. They had first through ninth were all Ducatis, one KTM. Yeah. Yeah, that's why there was that that meme of... I've seen that. That was great. face with just Ducati everywhere. (laughs) Well, and... But I'm okay with it. Now, now, hear me out. You you said sometimes you wish it was just a Ducati cup or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. I don't agree with you on that. Um, maybe sometimes, you know, I can play with that idea too. But to me, there's so many differences between those teams. Like I'm watching, you know, Bastianini down there uh, still mm-hmm. trying to get back from his injury, right? Mm-hmm. Two top tens, two races back, two top tens. I think he's still okay. We'll, we'll let that, we'll let him finish healing. But Pramac, that's the third week in a row that they put bikes on the podium. But there's enough... There's still enough action in battles like uh, Luca Marina versus Bezzecchi. Uh, yeah. It was important for Bezzecchi to get past Luca in in my mind because he's trying to prove that he's the number one bike in that group. Right. And he can't get beat by Luca. Or what does that do for him? Right. And he's got to stay in. I mean, there's enough storylines or Zarco. Everybody's talking where's Zarco going to be next year. And he's podium in every race. Yeah. So, if the second half of the year doesn't fall off like normal, who knows where that, I mean, can you, he's fourth in the points now. Yeah. Yeah. It is nuts. Well, and that's why I had about to, sacking him. I had to keep reminding myself that there is the summer break coming up and then there is half of the season after that. So, so you think, you think Yamaha is going to buy two 2022 20, Ducatis and then like, 
paint them blue. Rebadge him. <laughs> it's a rebadge Ducati. No, it's not. Oh. Well, let's let's touch on Yamaha for a minute. That was pitiful. Okay. It, yeah, it was rough, but it's been rough. It's not. That's not new. In fact, I think they did better this weekend than normal. So they didn't crash. So that's something. Yeah. Um, but so that, that's what that's what I want to hit on. Is that at the end Mark of the weekend? Wasn't there, so nobody crashed. That's what you want to talk about. No, because what happened in the sprint? Mark was there and people crashed. Mark was there. But did Mark crash? No, but did he people do anything? Didn't. No, I, he he finally just said, I I just can't do it anymore. And I think that that might be what Fabio has been doing for a minute. What Quattararo has been doing for a minute. Is saying that this bike is not good enough, so I'm not going to go out there and risk it when there's no point. Because I, I cannot believe that he is a bottom 12 rider. Yeah. Can you believe that the Yamaha is a bottom 12 bike? Yeah, I'm starting because... to get there. Not necessarily, <laughs> but I can believe that the Ducatis are the upper 12 bikes. I don't want to say that the Yamaha just sucks. It's, it, I mean, it's like we talked about last week. That's why this is so hard to say because it's just an extension of last week's episode. But I don't want to say that the Yamaha and the Honda are just terrible, but I don't, I just, I don't think those bikes have it. So the Honda is a death trap. We can go back to that in a minute. But the what I have a hard time getting my head around is last year, Fabio, I don't, Jorge Martin just beat Peco. Mm-hmm. Heads up, Twice. 2022 versus 2023. Twice, yeah. Well, that's because the... So so hear me out, though. So yeah. those those two bikes looked pretty comparable on the track. I mean, you could, you could make some arguments. I mean, I think Peco was turning tighter turns. He was obviously able to catch Jorge Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yada 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 how much of that is differences in the bike how much of that is differences in riding style those bikes can both compete the 2022 and the 2023 so jorge martin's bike is the one peco was driving last year right therefore the first half of the year fabio was up 90 points before this this race last year yeah. he was up 90 points and mm-hmm. his it went it went to hell his season went to hell Peco set the record for making up the largest, overcoming the largest deficit to win the championship last year. Yep. Well, he yeah, was on a 2022 and Fabio was on the bike he is now, let's say. The only thing they've done is supposedly gave him more power. Mm-hmm. And now he says it don't turn, don't do nothing. Nobody's talking about it now, but before last week, they said they were going to quit screwing with it. They're just going to go back to 2021 settings, I think they said. Mm-hmm. They're just going to go back to that good turn in Yamaha. I don't know if that meant motor everything, like power-wise or power curve. I I just can't get over the feeling that uh, on any given weekend, you could put Fabio and Peco on their respective bikes, and those two could both compete and both hammer it out. You know? And to see Fabio back there that long, to me, he has given up because they always brag about he's been able to push that on the razor's edge, and is he not willing to do that anymore? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, because he can't qualify either. Right. Which is confusing to me because he's, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's had multiple multiple tears of, you know, three poles in a row. And yeah. And I mean, when he qualifies, he's a guy that we make fun of him all the time. And he he likes to be on his own. He'll Mm -hmm. specifically, like, if he has anyone behind him or in front of him, he'll just stop. Right. And he'll wait until the track's clear and he'll go do his own lap. And maybe it's just time to switch that up, dude. Get out of your head and figure it out. I don't know. But there's something, it's it's something not, not right over there. 
Yeah. Well, and what's scary to me is that this year is making it look like Japanese bikes are just going to be gone. I hope not, which but it looks out. It's interesting. Uh, in my opinion, I think that Aprilia needs to fire two of its guys. And I would like to see if the Three Japanese bikes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to give him another year, but sure. He had another year on a different flavor bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's. He's had some randoms. The guy that's actually had some randoms is the rookie, Mr. Augusto over there. Not on the Aprilia, just randoms in general. He was on the Tech 3 bike last year. Augusto? So we got to get this We got to get this settled right here, okay? Because it's so confusing because there's too many Fernandezes. Yeah. Last year on the Tech 3 KTM team, which is a satellite KTM team, Raul Tech 3 had Rami Gardner. Oh, I yep, I agree. And Raul Fernandez or Augusta Fernandez. Which one? They both got fired and one of them went to Aprilia, Aprilia satellite be, team. That would be Raul. Yeah. So Raul is not a rookie. Right. Because he was on the Tech 3 bike last year. So Augusto is the rookie. So Augusto is the rookie. Which is the guy that I was saying had the randos. Okay. I'm just saying so, I want to okay. clear this up. All right. I'm just too many yeah. Fernandezes. There's some more coming down the pipeline too. Yeah. 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 Fire three of them. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I want to believe that the Aprilia is close to as competitive as the KTM in in a little bit different way, but I think they're right there, and I just don't think the riders have it. So today's race, one yeah. of those factory Aprilias blew up. Mm-hmm. I love the commentator said you mentioned a couple weeks ago that they don't like they don't talk bad about riders. Yeah. Well, here's Maverick Vinales. His bike blows up, mm-hmm. which arguably is not his fault, right? He yeah. could have been doing something. I don't know, but I don't think so. Not trying to start something there. Just saying. Right. The bike blew up, and the announcer's like, "Old Top Gun's out there firing blanks." <laughs> I didn't catch that one. I did catch them saying that last year his championship chances were thrown off last year because of a ride height device technical issue from Aprilia, and this year they're thrown off because of this. And I'm just like, "What about all the times that he just hasn't done well?" Right. Well, I'll tell you what. If that threw know. his if that threw his championship off this year, then they were expecting a pretty serious comeback because he, yeah. he hasn't sniffed a championship chance since the first week. Yeah, well, I think that's more of what it was, was just the, okay, that's solidified it. Yep, absolutely not. He's too far gone. But here's what's insane. I was looking at points today, and Fabio could take first place in, well, and this is, I didn't factor in the sprint, shoot. That messes up my math. Let's go back to last year and pretend there's no sprints for a second because I haven't done that math yet. But he could take first in the next four races with Bagnaya DNFing injured. all of them. Or injured. Yeah, or injured or whatever and still not catch up. Four perfect races at 25 points a pop. Yeah. Bagnaya not there, making sure he gets zero or you know finishes less than 16th or less than 15th and still not catch up. So let me, let me swing this back to Aprilia because you said you think the Aprilia is just as good as the KTM. I want to think so, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I started talking about Maverick. Get him out of the way. Mm -hmm. His bike blew up. Not his fault, whatever. But Aleish was battling with Jack. He was battling with a bunch of Ducatis for a while, and then he drifted back. If you noticed, Aleish and Fabio both didn't think they had a shot in hell, so they went soft, soft to start that race. Yep. At least rears. Yeah, it doesn't have the tires up here right now, but yep. Whatever combination they did, they went softer than everybody else. And so those bikes both fell off at the end because Alicia was up there battling Jack. He was battling with GG and Alex Marquez. And, and again, I don't know. Alicia makes me upset because I feel like he is talented to a degree. I don't think he's ever actually quite been championship material. Not like there are some people that if you put them on the right bike, they can win a championship. There are other people that it doesn't matter the bike. 
they could win a championship or or at least have potential, right? Not that they will, but I really, really want to put Jack on that list of could win a championship no matter the bike. He's his consistency's just not there, which I think is because of his sended attitude. And then he gets upset and then makes a tiny tiny mistake somewhere. But Jack's always got a good attitude. He threw hands in the sprint race again. Yeah, he does that. But he's always got a, a good attitude after the race, right? I've never heard Jack be like, well, yeah, this bike sucks. And if they can't fix it, my chances are done. You know, he's just like, right. oh, yeah, we messed up. We'll do better next week. Whereas the leash gets off the bike and he's just talking mad crap. So his attitude has never been there. That's not a winner's attitude, in my opinion. I know you posted it on the Instagram today, but mm. the the Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down the straight at Magello. Yeah. yeah. So for those that don't know, at Magello, Jack shot past everybody off the start, which he's he did today again. Yeah. But he passed everybody off the start. And, and yesterday. He's got a good relationship with old Peco. They were teammates last year. You just see him going by, giving him a peace sign as he's passing him, you know, at the, the most pressure point potentially of the race. And here he is like, woohoo, peace out, yeah. buddy. <laughs> the reason, maybe arguably the reason that part of the reason that Ducati got rid of him and the reason that we like him so much. So you, <laughs> you said last week that maybe Jack should listen to the podcast because what we were going to teach him was it's okay to come in seventh mm -hmm. rather if it's not there that week, I would rather see you put some points on the board. Cause I want to see you in the championship to the end, you know, yeah. I want you to have a fighting chance to the end. So yeah. he listened to that. Yeah. He must've listened to the podcast. He listened to that, and that's what he did this week. And then everybody think that at Magello he was peace, you know, Peco. But I think he might have been showing you that he can drive just as good with his hands off the <laughs> bars as he can with them on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I was wondering if that uh, when he came into that turn and lost the rear a little bit, mm -hmm. and he, like he had like three people pass him right there. I kind of wonder, yeah, I wonder if that got in his head a little bit because he never seemed to recover from that. He just kind of kept not like bad, but kept falling down nice and slow. And I, yeah, maybe because they just didn't have the cameras in the right spot. So I didn't catch him fighting, but it didn't look like he fought too hard after that. Assuming that Jack and Brad's bikes are identical. Mm hmm. Other than set up for rider preferences and those things. They need to figure out how Jack can qualify Brad's bike for him. <laughs> and then Brad can drive it during the race. Because Yeah, but Jack's gotta launch it. <laughs> well, Brad's proven he can too. He can too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll give him that. I don't we'll talk off camera. I don't know. They're they're pretty like back and forth though. Well, so Jack consistently beats him in qualifying, mm -hmm. but Brad consistently passes him during the race. I but think. then one of them consistently dumps it. Yeah, one of them crashes. They take turns. Yeah. I did read some stuff, listen to some stuff, and there's some speculation about why they can launch the way they can launch. Okay. We'll we'll talk offline because right. I want to I want to research that a little further before I, you know, have to go to the corner. So <laughs> Yeah. So I'll wait, but it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know, not to not to get right back into Ducati Cup, but that was what was going through my head the whole time as I was just like so one, I wonder is is Jorge around to stay? I is, think so. Is Bezecchi or Bezecchi is he done? Or is it just depends on the track? I will say if I think Peko's gonna take it. Oh, so now? One week later now. I said now that, we I have to pack that, up. I asked you if we had to pack up and leave last week. And oh, you said no. Well, I mean it's still gonna be interesting, but I'm excited for the summer break. See if Anybody can pull their heads out. Yeah, honestly. There's usually some big, big updates that come over the summer break. I've already written this season off for anyone not on a Ducati, honestly. 
Stop there. Okay. Does it matter though? No. Watching that race today with them eight Ducatis up in the front, were you really going, gosh, this race would, well, you might have if old golden underwear was up there, but leave him out of the equation. Were you like, man, I just really wish Miguel Oliveira was up here. It was a good race. The The race for the front was great. Yeah. Zarco sure. Brad was great until Brad threw it in the weeds. Yeah. Even behind that, who was going to, Luca, Bezecchi? So Luca, everyone besides... Pecco, I enjoy watching. <laughs> and Pecco's let me not tell a robot. You, he, he ran that robot right into Jorge Martin. Yeah, but did you notice his, I don't know, man. He's too freaking, he's like me. He calculates everything, right? I calculate every single thing I do before I do it. And that's why I, I could never get anywhere near professional racing because I wouldn't be willing to just like, well, maybe let's find out. Everybody wanted this year to see Bastianini. Mm-hmm. And Bagnaya going at it, right? That's the other reason I'm excited for the summer break. That's what everybody wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And aside from that, Martin was pissed because Bastianini took his seat in his mind. You've seen that he took the shot. After the race, in his interviews afterwards, he was saying things along the lines of, I was able to race him. I was able to beat him heads up. Yeah. On, I mean, he, he took the opportunity to say, this was me versus him, mano a mano, and I outrode him, I beat him on an inferior equipment. Right. He was he was taking all the chances to... Yeah, he thinks he's hot something. Which, which is great. I mean, he's always been fast. If he can put it together and quit wrecking. Which, that's that's the question, is past couple of weeks I've been pleasantly surprised, I think, at least all weekend this weekend, which Germany is an interesting track, though, because it, like, it's so opposite from Italy. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that that's kind of my next thing with it being so many Ducatis is you do actually get a feel for which which rider is better at different things because they're all on the same freaking bike. There's eight Ducatis. Mm-hmm. I've said that a hundred times, I know, but there's eight Ducatis and they still don't have enough bikes for everybody that wants to ride one though. You know, you start talking about silly season. Did you see that Ducati as a reward to Batista, he's getting a two-day tryout on the a MotoGP bike? I didn't. See that, for winning actually. the championship last year it's common right they'll give them i mean top rack got to ride a yamaha earlier this year mm-hmm. but that like in a, in a test or yeah in okay. a test environment so not not like wild card yeah not a wild card yet but okay. he has he has kind of mentioned that he might want to do phillip island hmm. that's a great track for him in world superbike i wouldn't be surprised if we see that happen but ducati's right. Ducati's doing a two-day test. What reason is there for a two-day test? Normally, that would only be because you want to do your first day of testing and have the night to talk about what we're going to change tomorrow to go faster. That's no longer that no longer feels like a gift or right. a reward. That feels like a test, right? Yeah. So yeah. either they think he might have something to offer. You just had eight bikes in the top nine. I mean, how much faster do you need to get? Yeah. <laughs> that you're digging that deep trying to find another little secret and i get staying ahead of the game and everything else but that's a little odd but there's there's riders over there that want to come to moto gp they want to be on ducatis i think we touched we touched on bezecchi taking bastianini spot potentially mm-hmm. yep but as the world turns there's some there's some interesting things going on so we talked about morbidelli's interview last week yeah he just added to that this week they interviewed him again asked him about last week of course and he didn't back down at all he just piled on even went as far as to say to ask some guy from vr46 instead of saying ask jarvis he said ask the dude from 46 and basically reading between the lines he left it as like yamaha is gonna have to entice me to stay because i've Mm. got a seat at vr46 already yeah and he said they want me interesting so there's two people there so somebody has to leave right 
Yeah. Somebody has to leave. Well, how do you fire? You're not going to fire either one of those guys. Oh. Gigi or uh, G D G G G D G G and Antonio, the other Fabio. Yeah. He's the other Fabio's out. Yeah. Which yeah, he's gone. Those bikes are too sought after at this point. All of them. Yeah. So <laughs> all eight of them, eight of them. So he's gone. I think, I still think Zarco is going to be gone because Zarco's older and he can't win a race. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He can't. Yeah, he's, he's got such great he's got such great late race pace, but that doesn't help you when the leaders are six seconds ahead of the guy yeah. number two and three spots. It's it's great get get you on a podium when a guy wrecks out or when some guys are having a bad week, but when you can't really qualify, well, he qualified okay this week, I guess, but not always the best at it. And then yeah, your his late late race pace is amazing. It doesn't do you any good unless yeah. everyone's already tight. And right now, this season, not shaping up to be very tight. I'm going to go ahead and predict it. We're going to have a lot more runaway races. Not necessarily from those two, but... It's starting to look more and more that way. Yeah. I'm saying, so Fabio, DG Antonio, Mm -hmm. out. Okay. One of the VR46 guys are going to potentially move to either that one. I don't know why they would move to that one. There's a Premax spot if Zarco's gone. One of them move up. You're going to see more Bedelli on a VR46 next year. I don't know how that's going to happen, but he's going to get to one of them VR46 bikes. Maybe they just add a third bike. I don't don't think, well, they can't. So there's two open grid spots, which brings us to Husqvarna. Husqvarna is going to be in MotoGP next year, Mm, which will be KTM's fifth and sixth bike. Which KTM's proving that they can do okay. Because you get Jack and Brad are doing pretty good. It's the first well it's not the crazy thing about the ducatis man is the first one's just as good as the last one or close enough to right obviously yeah. peco's peco jorge martin maybe are standouts right and bezzecchi pretty much fabio dg antonio i don't want to say his name anymore they gg is the one that suffered the most yeah out of all eight he's he's the one that i mean alex has suffered in different ways but when he's been on the track he's shown that he can run up there he's the only bad one but if you look at ktm you can make an argument that jack and brad are both good but then mm-hmm. gas gases are nowhere well pole is gone yeah so, th- so I, a fill, I get that. the fill-in rider is never a good call and augusto is a rookie and and he's in 11th this week so take out the eight ducatis and he's in third (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the issue that's i think that's my biggest issue is that you can't think of it that way well but i'm not i don't want to but i'd like there's part of me that the ducati is such an amazing bike so who's actually the good rider and now they're like they're trading off enough that i'm starting to fall back from that right right? but it, it takes me more than just a race more than just one weekend to say like, oh, okay, no, yeah, everything's fine. I'm, I'm, I need some time. I calculate everything I do, right? Same here, but it makes me like a little upset because I think there's a lot more talent that just isn't on a Ducati this year. And I think there are a couple of places where there isn't talent that is on a Ducati, maybe. So it's four different teams. You just got to think of it as four different teams. It's not eight Ducatis. It's four teams on Ducatis. Sure. It's different. It's different. Yeah. But, Can we talk about Mark some more? No. Please. Sure, go ahead. Is this there is any the second time that you have brought it up. I brought it up earlier. I brought it up now. Maybe bring it up one more time. But is there any part of you that thinks he's lacking some, that he's he's lost some ability, not just the bike? The bike's junk. The bike's garbage. Let's just go with that. But prior to this weekend, I thought so. 
Not anymore. Despite, so the five wrecks this weekend should have made me think like, oh, maybe it is Mark. We were in Germany. Every mm -hmm. single time he's shown up to Germany, he's won. Which, strap the golden underwear on because he has not lost a MotoGP race oh, in on. Germany yet. <laughs> Come Which on. I don't care. But lost, I just, you can't have it both ways. You said we were calling the sprinter race. Yep. No, that's why I'm just saying in his head, right? I was like, hey, I wonder if there's a part of him that's like, I can't win it. But hang on a second. If I just don't start, then I don't lose. Then I've never still, I've still never lost a race in Germany at that point. When we were watching the race today, my partner in crime says it's too much for him because the goals are too lofty like you said he's never lost and he's looking at it going there's no way i'm gonna win this that was that was their opinion today yeah i'd agree with that no moving coming towards this weekend i was worried but i honestly do i think that mark has lost some talent no do i think that other people have come up to his talent level and he finally has some rivals that are there with him again Yes, right? Because you could argue that since like 2016, he hasn't really had... Between 2016 and 2020 when he wrecked, right? So 17, 18, and 19. Davi, they just made him a legend. Yeah, he was there. Sure, they were fighting, but that was it. It was like that one guy, right? And now you've got a bunch of people that are on way better bikes. If we're going to go ahead and say the Honda's garbage, which yes, I do think it is. So you, Nakagami came out and said he was scared to ride it anymore because he's seen Mark make mistakes that he's like... I don't think he did anything wrong. And that's that's where I'm at, honestly. I think you know me well enough to know that, like, yeah, I like Mark Marquez, but if he was doing terrible, I'd say he should retire. Just like I said, Rossi should retire back in the day. It's That's just how it is. If you're going to just go out there and wreck bikes, like, I get why your sponsor's keeping you around because your name's still big enough that it's making money. But what's your point in being there? Sorry. I don't think Mark Marquez is at that level yet. I do think he would be smart to tell Honda that he's not going to try anymore until they figure their bike out. He's just going to try and keep the bike on the track and keep it good. I don't think his skill level has gone down, no. I know that every track's different, mm -hmm. but as you just stated, this is Mark's track, right? Yep. He, he owns this track. Mm -hmm. Well, was Mugello the first week back? He's from, no, it's the second or third, maybe after his wreck and his injury. No, so that first race back, what's the what's the one that he struggled and or didn't struggle? Did an amazing job. Was up there fighting at the front before he crashed out at the end. Oh, crashed out a second. I don't remember. So regardless, those weekends was... since he's since he's come back from the his latest injury, right? Yeah, unless he's injured right now, which we don't know for sure yet. He's but got a fractured thumb. So the the bike didn't get worse the last three races. Mm hmm. He was able to jump mm. on that bike. How did it get worse? There's no way it got worse. I mean, what they got is what they got, and they're supposedly trying to improve it, right? Yeah. But I don't think the bike got worse in the last three races. I don't know. In the last three races, you've got three riders out with injury. So then let's call it the same. Okay. Because maybe they haven't developed anything. But I, don't, for him, I don't know. But for him to come out this week on his track and just fling it into the rocks over and over and over again, he knows what bike he was getting on. He doesn't have to... I think, I honestly think Honda made some change, which they make changes all the time. Right. So I think they made some change that took away some amount of feedback. Right. And that's why last week in Magello, we saw him put the bike down and then look at it like, what, what is this? And then this week he was just losing it left and right. He had that rain prep bike. Mm -hmm. He had a, the rain suspension. It still had slicks on it. But when he, when he crashed right in front of pit lane, yeah, ran over there and jumped on another bike and took off again. I wish he would have hurried a little faster because I was, 
that probably would have been six wrecks because that, that's not a run a hit. I'm just saying. No, he, yeah. He was he was gonna try to do one more hot lap. Yep. If he if he would have made it across the line, I was watching in the little map. He was coming around. I'm like, no way he's making it. Watch the clock tick down, and he didn't make it. But yeah. if he would have, that would have been a serious lap he was pushing there. But I mean, he's been able to come out and do one fast lap. I mean, he's been qualifying high generally. Yeah. Since he's come out, it shows that the bike's fast. Can be. I I think. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I wish I could be down there and, you know, I wish I could have a conversation with each one of these riders where it's like, hey, just me, you, no cameras, no press. And, and then I'd come put it on here. So I guess technically press, but, you know, and, and just get a talk to me for real. Who cares what Honda thinks? Who cares what anyone thinks? Is the bike shit or is it you? Or is it just a bad season? Right. Like, I don't know. My only thing is that Renz and Mir, not amazing, but they're not terrible either. Rins. Rins doesn't have a world championship. Mir does. So I'm just going to, I'm always going to back him up with that. My problem with Mir over Rins mm -hmm. is there are people still making an argument. I heard a statement the other day that said if Suzuki was still here, they'd be the third best bike on the grid. Interesting. Unchanged. If you just dusted off the Suzuki and put it on there, they'd be right behind KTM. Third that's best easy. bike on that's, the grid. That's so easy to say. It is so easy to say. I agree with you. I'll give you that. But if you, that champions, that championship for Mir is a long ways away or it's yeah. a long time ago. It doesn't seem like it, but it is because a lot's changed and mark was gone that was the first year mark was gone remember yeah and and all of a sudden everybody like that was the year everybody kept saying nobody wants to win the championship yeah because you'd get the points lead and then you just crash out of the next race and the next guy take his turn doing the same thing so yeah. and mirror won off of consistency that year is why I don't give him as much credit as Mark wasn't there, which we're beyond that now. But at the time, you had to beat the champion to beat the champion. And he didn't do that. But then Mark could never quite get back. I've let that go at this point. Peko's the champion in my book. Travio yeah. was the champion in my book. But Joanne Mir never felt like the champion to me. And so what, how, hang on a second. What makes Fabio the champion though? He didn't beat yeah. the champion. No, then he beat I, John Mir. And then he, he immediately lost it the year after. And now this year he's doing terrible. Fair enough. But I like, I like Quattararo but if we're going to talk like stats like that then no you're you're right i got it they did the same thing yeah. technically just a, a year later i'll give you that one i hadn't thought of it in that way but i'll give you that one if peco doesn't win this year he's trash too they're all trash so the argument i would make though is that alex Renz on the suzuki he's good for a couple wins every year he's pretty up and down he likes to put it in the grass yeah. you know more often than he should i mean hell he won two of the last three races on the suzuki when he knew they were being canceled last yeah. year yeah out of nowhere it's like hey this bike's let's win and the race you can make the same argument he won Kota out of nowhere this year yeah I mean, he's normally good there but the honda if a honda was going to win it was going to be mark which he wasn't even there but yeah. going into that race not before you knew he wasn't going to be there it was if a honda wins this the only chance is with mark yeah and then here's alex renz watch what i can do yeah i'm just I saying do. like they're not they're seasoned somewhat at least somewhat talented motorcycle riders in moto gp they've been wrecking that bike like crazy have you ever heard him say you can't teach fast but you can teach somebody how not to wreck i don't actually think i've ever heard that no it's said a bunch of different ways but the gist is you'd rather have a fast rider on your team that wrecks too much. You can try to fix that yeah. than to get a slow rider and try to make him fast. Okay. And in my opinion, Joanne Mir is the slow rider you're trying to teach to go fast. Alex Renz is the fast rider you're trying to teach not to wreck. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I could see that to a degree. Moto2. I like to bring up Moto2. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Pedro Acosta mm -hmm. dominated. The baby, the baby Jesus. The baby Jesus dominated, destroyed, yeah. and won another one. 
But Tony Arbolino, the Italian, okay. he was down 25 points before last week. That's that's the guy that got the pizza delivered to him. Mm-hmm. But he finished second last week also. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the race last week was Pedro Acosta, Tony Arbolino, Jake Dixon. Yep. The race this week was Pedro Acosta, Tony Arbolino. Jake Dixon. Yeah. Which is great. But so Pedro only picked up another five points on him. So now he's still down 15. He's won the last two races and still down 15. He's won five out of seven races and he's down 15. Hmm. Jesus. Arbolino? Arbolino is leading by 15. Okay. 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 What? That makes no sense. Baby Jesus is trying to catch him. He'll probably get there. Well, he's, he's working on it, but it's been not that exciting of racing necessarily but it's i mean pedro blew him out today it was good though because anybody that's arguing is tony i mean he's leading the points right so mm-hmm. it's tony because those two are both shoe-ins to come to moto gp next year right there's room for anybody those two are what everybody's talking about yeah pedro so i misspoke last week actually we're not going to correction corner but uh last week i said june 19th june 30th that ktm has to was the answer yep okay. and uh the speculation there is that so i brought it up earlier but this husqvarna team yeah the only way ktm is going to get out of this bind is they're going to bring a husqvarna team to moto gp which frees up two bikes for them to put whoever they want on tony arbolino everybody's saying ducati wants him He's Italian, like they need any more people. So yeah. earlier when I was talking about Fabio being out, that's who will take his seat potentially. Okay. We'll put All the right. rookie on there. Tony Arbolino, Pedro Acosta will go to a Husqvarna or a Gas Gas or a KTM, but maybe they'll negotiate with Paul and say, we need you to go ride a Husqvarna because he's still got another year on his contract. Right. So they'd have to buy him out of that contract to get rid of him, which mm-hmm. he should be coming back soon. Paul? Yep. Really? I haven't actually heard anything about him besides. We should look into that. Okay. Uh, so he was trying to come back from a Jello, actually, and then okay. they said it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. I didn't really hear him talking about it this week. So maybe he'll just skip these three races, have the whole summer break, and then be back after that. Which would make sense. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was, I was actually kind of laughing at myself because I felt like when Mark wrecked and then had a fractured thumb, I was like, watch him not race next week. He's probably, why would you? You said you'd like to sit down there and talk to the riders. Mm -hmm. I'd like to be a fly on that guy's wall because he's got to be i mean you mentioned it not to go back but nakagami saying he's just afraid to ride the bike mm-hmm. joanne mir is probably gonna nurse that injury as long as possible mm-hmm. alex Renz, i believe will try coming back because that's how he is but i think joanne mir is just trying to get through the year but he signed a two-year with repsol yeah so. well and that's that's the other thing i was gonna look up and I, I need to do this for my own anyways just look at all the all the contracts and get a gauge of who's where because that's uh anyway yeah we're going in the summer break so next week we do have uh Assen, which i guess netherlands yes i don't know my that's europe still right yeah but okay bo ben snyder in moto 2 mm-hmm. he's from there that's his home track that's the one time a year he does great and we love bo ben snyder for the record okay. and he got well, involved in that he can so you're saying he can go to his home track and do great yes because i noticed there's some names that you just haven't been talking about in moto 2 you know, us being from America. Oh, good hell. I could think of a couple guys. That I thought about starting a segment on this show, you know, like the American corner with, we could have a flag and an eagle, you know, yeah. on the thing, and then All I could the, talk about it. Why does my hood squeak like this when I open it? <laughs> uh, Joe Roberts crashed out of like 16th place, mm-hmm. which moved Sean Dillon Kelly up a spot. 
That's into good. Like, That's into like 18th. I just thought it was funny that you're like, yeah, this guy from the Netherlands always does so well at the Netherlands. I'm like, man, that's insane that like your home <laughs> track where your people are, you would do well. Yeah, that must where, be cool. Wish I knew where, what that was like. Did you get uh, a chance to look at Loudon? No. Was I supposed to? Moto America boys are out there racing in Loudon, New oh. Hampshire. I haven't seen the results yet. I, after this, I'm going to go check it out. But that purse I told you about. Yeah. That purse was $250,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I remember what you're talking about. So no, I have not got a chance yet. It's fifty-five or fifty-seven for the winner, thousand okay. dollars. But it's two hundred and fifty thousand. Anybody who qualifies gets paid. Wow. Well, let's there's, go. There's a purse for anybody, but they just had to I, I know I say this every episode. Don't quote me on this on the numbers, but uh, I think they were letting forty-eight people qualify. <laughs> it was gonna be thirty something. But they had so many people trying to sign up for it that they extend they moved it out to forty eight. So you qualify, you get paid. I didn't. All right. All right. Boy Heron was supposed to be headed out there, was my understanding, and he was on the list of Moto America stars that were going to be out there. Mm-hmm. But I was watching the. I seen somewhere a blurb with the qualifying from day one. Yeah, and he wasn't listed. Josh Hayes was on there. Brandon Posh was on there. Weird, but I didn't see, so I don't know if he chose not to go. That'd be interesting to check out. It's supposed to be on Mav TV. I understand at some point. Okay, I didn't get a chance to check it out, but I'm gonna be checking the DVR right after this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a, unless you had anything else. That's about all I had, honestly. No, I don't know. I could keep I could keep saying the same things over and over again. The Ducati uh, Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not even just that. Unfortunately, I'm hopeful for the second half of the season. Not even just forget the Japanese bikes. I am excited to see which Ducati rider comes out strong second half of the season. Obviously, Bagnaia is going to be there. He's trying to follow up, trying to secure that championship, not be a Quattararo or a mirror in our book, right? Become one of the greats. Fully expect that. But we have Martin starting to become a little more of a Sunday guy and less of a qualifying guy, right? Zarco, probably not. He's out of there. Okay, Bezecchi and Marini are kind of. I mean, Bezecchi's been right there in second. He's in third now because Martin's coming up. But like, it's why not? It's it's Bezecchi. Okay, we're done with MotoGP. Okay, all right, sorry, we're done. My bad. But Moto America is going to the one, the only. Yeah, I forgot the Ridge, the Ridge Motorsports Park, only the greatest racetrack in all of (laughs) North America. (laughs) So I dare, I dare you to go ride it and tell me I'm wrong greatest in north america yeah they were calling it weird yeah that's why it's the greatest no i'll give you that but they were they were talking about who's going to be good and who's going to be bad and they were like wow the track's so weird like there's nothing else like it it's different yeah so certain people they said that out of all the tracks that have a chance of like a local showing up and running well that's the one really because they said just because it's just different enough to Huh. So they can they can go to a barber in you know Atlanta whatever and they get it figured out even if they've never been there before because they've seen this before. Right. But said the ridge is different enough to people that don't have experience there take some of to figure it out. I could see that. I only make that face because after going to the race last year and watching a couple locals uh and and this is not to talk bad at all just to more talk up the Moto America guys, but the locals that I watched, I had actually done a track day with a couple weeks before and watched them go out. I think we've kind of said this before, but I'll say it again. Watch them go out in A group. I was in B group, so I went and watched A group, and these guys are making A groupers look like they're standing still. And I was like, man, who are these guys? So I looked into it. Yeah, they race with Wimra, Amra, you know, club racers up there in the Northwest. I'm like, oh, sweet. And then I find out they're going to be a Moto America. And I was like, that's awesome, right? That gives me a guy that I've got a little more buy in with, right? And he goes out. 
out there and he looks like the a groupers that he was racing against or yeah. riding with right on the track day and i was like oof and he looked amazingly fast until i saw jake gagne and everyone else go around that track and i was like i don't even want to know what i look like <laughs> <laughs> i'm riding in b group and i'm like i don't even want to know but yeah oh the ridge i love the ridge i'm kind of sad i'm not gonna be out there this year I but it, it'll agree. be good to watch it on tv i think so i agree look forward to watching that yep okay well the track day circus is a week closer i know we've already brought that up so we don't need to do it again but it is a week closer yep I'm excited we're not sponsored yes just so you know not sponsored by track day circus but we will be there yeah we will and it'll be fun come on out it'll be great bring your car bike family friends whatever come hang out watch some motorcycles there's like we've said before plenty of other great activities all day all weekend so yep okay so we finished yeah i think that's it that's about all i got like you said want to thank everybody for subscribing please keep doing that we'll keep making the shows come out yeah we'll thank be here for being here